Hello and welcome to Pedantic Handwavium, the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. So, Jeff. Simon. If, if you had like a spirit animal, what do you think it would be? Well, I've been told that I'm a badger. So they, probably a badger. Uh, you know what? That's that's pretty on point. I would actually describe you as badger's pretty close. Uh, porcupine is where I would go. Yeah, you think? Yeah, but like something certainly something that's like just like toddles along in life. Like doesn't doesn't really actively engage the world around it. <laughs> <laughs> just just as coasting and yeah, yeah. really relying on his privilege, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Really relying on his privilege. Uh, and really, it should almost feel bad to the point where he's just kind of mooching off of uh, the teat of society. Um, that's really you. That's what I think of when I think of you. Yeah, well, I mean, aside from largely being self-sufficient, sure. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Are you self-sufficient or were you just given those things, Jeff? Uh, well, I mean, I was given the money to buy the things. And you were given the money. You, you had the ability to be given the money because you had a good education. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. No. I also paid for the education myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I but... bootstrapped myself. Dang it. <laughs> Yeah, but and but, look at how mildly successful I've been because of it. It's true. You are. I would describe you as mildly successful. I mean, not the. Yeah. I, I would say this is certainly a detractor. <laughs> not from as that. a podcast or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, this is like I'm not successful, but you certainly. <laughs> um. Well, what if I were to tell you? Mm-hmm. That there is uh, a book series and right. a third of a movie series that was never finished. Is and this then Animorphs again? <laughs> no. Oh man! But the television show of Animorphs, so good. <laughs> peak peak nineties. Like, why are you making this? And again, why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway um no i think there's also a there's a, a bbc series that recently came out um by recently came okay. out i mean it's in it's just past its second season so it's been out for a little while <laughs> i'm i'm just um i'm trapped. just catching up now to it yeah i've been i've been isolated from uh the majority of society like the last thing i watched that was like in the zeitgeist was squid game and i watched it yeah i think me too i watched it before it was in the zeitgeist because like i was like oh cool there's a new korean drama out i'm gonna watch this (laughs) (laughs) and so i did because i wanted to break from hospital playlist which is like i mean so good but you sometimes get a little annoyed at heartwarming stories of korean doctors I mean, everybody does. And you want terribly uh, <laughs> depressing stories about 
the crushing and overbearing financial burdens. Uh, yes, exactly. That exists in Korean society, not my own. There is no parallels. <laughs> not anywhere else. There's no parallels between Squid Game and my current predicament in the United States. Right. Yeah, and, and it's all about learning other cultures, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week's episode is uh, Philip Pullman's book's because I've never seen the television series, and I've watched mm-hmm. the the movie, but I only remember that I think Daniel Craig was in it, and that's it. Couldn't tell you. Could yeah. I mean, I I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Uh, that would require far more research than we've ever done for this podcast. It's true. I pretty much. I pretty much just Googled Golden Compass Wiki. Uh-huh. And that gave me everything I needed. Cause, oh, there you go. Yeah, you don't need to know you don't need to know things to talk about them. I seldom do. <laughs> yeah. I mean I would say I like ninety five percent of my conversations are me um just making it up as you go along and yeah. hoping no one calls you out on it. Yeah. And like, I would Yeah, people yeah. are polite. Yeah. People are polite, aren't they? It's so <laughs> nice of them. <laughs> I mean, I wish they were more polite. And yeah, well, listen, I mean, there's always got to be one stick in the mud. You? <laughs> well, sometimes that's my role on this podcast. I guess. I'm just saying. Yeah. What if? Do you think we would have a better listener base if we like tried we to make good? it? Well, that. But also, if we tried to make it like <laughs> ASMR, like like what if we got really close and we spoke very quietly, and it was kind of like a a Bob Ross thing? We were like, I'm going to be very disappointed in you if you betray mine and the listeners' trust right now and just <laughs> and just scream air horn into your mic. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really trying not to. It's, it's, I, I forget that I scream all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because it's your voice. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's not, I don't, um, I feel bad about it to people who have to be near me or. <laughs> if, if when I'm did this ears? become a confessional <laughs> and not talking about the golden compass? Oh, listen, listen, it's the whiskey. We waited too long. The whiskey hit too early. <laughs> the whiskey set in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Golden Compass. So, uh, Golden right. Compass series is a trilogy of books. Um, mm-hmm. Set the first one is set. It follows this woman, Lyra Silvertongue. Uh, the uh, incredibly fantasy name, by the way, uh, and a character whose name is like Mark or something or Will. Or, yeah, Will Perry. <laughs> it's not a very good wiki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wiki's just like, his name's Mark or Will or, I don't know, Gerald, something, something. no one knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they read just about as much of the book as I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I think, I think I did. I think I read all the way through The Subtle Knife. Um, but I have zero memory of it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, here we go. <laughs> and 
here we go. Anyway, so it follows these two characters. It follows these two people in their in this kind of world. Uh, in it's in Lyra's world. Um, mm-hmm. he, this is why I was bringing up spirit animals. Like the the purveying like difference from our world is that everyone has uh, what's called a demon, which is a uh, uh, or you guess you could pronounce it daemon. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like that pronunciation, um, so I'm not going to use it. Anyone's got their all right. Don't and don't. <laughs> everyone's demon got it. It is, I guess. <laughs> everyone's got a demon that's like a spirit animal. So it's like it's part of them, uh, and like when they like get injured or like you know when they and die. This is the other world. This is this is Lyra's world, right? Not this one. Not this one. I haven't gotten to this one. Yet. Oh, yeah. Nope. This is Lyra's world. I might need to talk to someone about something then. Why? Do you have small animals following you around? Uh, I mean, I thought. Maybe I should talk to a therapist about it if I'm not supposed to. I mean, do they talk to you? Eh. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, not like physically, but you know, like I can, I know what they're saying. Like in your head. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Um. I mean, we'll listen to this. If they are real, mm-hmm. and you can't prove that they're real, a therapist is going to make you crazy anyway. Right. So, I mean, then and they might try and, and stop you from seeing them. I mean, they're not supposed to be there. That'd be for the best, right? That's true. But if they are supposed to be there, it might be detrimental. Eh, well, we'll never know. Maybe we should stop doing these really dark bits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, so, so that's her world. That's like it's like a, a concept of this thing called dust, which is like magical powder that kind of like pervades the world. Um, yeah, dust. Got it. <laughs> magical powder. Made uh, of human skin. Yes. Well, actually, they found uh, dust is actually not made of human skin. It's actually made of dust mite uh, uh, excrement because the dust mites That's... eat the human skin. Mm. Well, okay. Tomato, tomato. I mean, it's just an it... extra couple of steps involved. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot. I mean, like, the water you drink is wastewater from somebody, but it's been through a couple yeah. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. In Will Perry's world, that's our normal world. Uh, but what ends up happening is that in sometime in the second book, they're able to, like, jump between worlds. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the book. It's, it's just, like, their adventures... <laughs> There are adventures in the multiverse and, like, trying to save the world from something. I don't know who the uh, uh, antagonist is. <laughs> who the antagonists is. are of this whole trilogy? Yeah. Uh, I guess it's, it's like, a church and then an authority in Lyra's world that's, like, trying to, like, uphold this idea that, like, demons are, like, good or bad or something. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bound to be one of those two things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, you, you got it. I mean, sure, yeah, there's people who say that 
the demons are good or bad or something. Yeah, and everyone else is like, okay, well, we gotta stop them. And people are like, oh, okay, cool. Right, natural conclusion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah. So the the first thing we gotta talk about, right? Yeah. The demons. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of rules that that kind of dictate the demons. Um, they always take the the shape of a animal, mm-hmm. not a human, which would be uh, bananas. <laughs> a non-human animal. A non. You just have like a friend running around <laughs> with you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they. They are separate. They have, like, separate wants and desires from their human counterpart. Okay. Um, and they, uh, but they do share, like, a mind link, if that makes sense. Like, when when one person, like, if one person is drunk, their demon will be drunk as well. Okay. If the demon is drunk, does the person also become drunk? That is not mentioned, um, I don't believe. So they're like corporeal. They are corporeal. They can like do stuff. Animals. Yeah. So is it like when a person is born, like a squirrel is kind of like pokes his head up in the window? So here's it's the like, thing. oh, that that's my human. Um, you know, during the childhood of a human, a demon could shapeshift. I do. You know what? It doesn't say. Uh, they do have the ability to shapeshift, though. That's something I do remember. Up, up until, like, puberty, I think, for most people. Okay. Their, their demons can shapeshift. There's that an idea that, like, a child is more malleable or something? Their personalities? Yeah, something like that. I, I don't like that mm. idea. Um, because I think, um... I think anyone can... That can, a like, person is constantly changing and evolving? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of, uh, like, solipsistic to think, like, no, this is me right now. I am me. <laughs> but, you know, that's just mm-hmm. me. You know, just who I am right now. So, I right. change. Anyway. Yeah. So, um... What do you... Like... Like what is this? Do we think it's like, <laughs> like first of all, we I where gotta, do we start? Well, well um, I was gonna say like, 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 like. I guess we could. The first thing we can we need to address is like, mm-hmm. obviously, the connection. What is the connection between a demon and a child, or a human, and a human child? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, is it? It's the same like demon for life, right? Yep. Same demon for life. You can't find a new demon. What happens if one or the other dies? Uh, the other one dies. Oh, that's sad. Uh-huh. Um, there is a thing where, like, there's a group of people trying to separate demons from their people to, like, free them. Also seems sad. It's, yeah, it's a pretty, I mean, it's like the one part of the movie I remember, and it was pretty heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, the way... Like, in my head, at least, with how it's been described, it's like, 
they're essentially like not the same person, but like like two halves of a person, I guess, if that yeah, makes sense. They're one being. Yes. They're like uh they're um, like uh uh what's the what's the fungus among us? It's the lichen. lichen. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> the fungus among us oh well i, I only remember um, lichens from futurama and that's a line that's said in that episode oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay hmm. yeah so uh yeah so like i like i i i agree i it doesn't explicitly say if they're born with the person or not and i think they ought to be like I think that would yeah, have... or it could be like uh, if that like mind state and like drunkenness is reciprocal like that. It could be that it's like a physical manifestation of like their mind or something, as opposed to you know, kind of a philosophical idea of the mind. Okay, so you're saying that <laughs> you're saying that the... like. Yeah. Now go on, interpret what I'm saying, I'm, and then I'll tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Not wrong. Well, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this way is more fun for me. This is what does it for me, Simon. Uh, uh, this this and having uh, women shave your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it seems so, so. You're saying that like the 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 child's brain is physically. Encapsulated and, yes, and them. that's where the the difference is. Not the brain, but the mind. You know, like okay, there's like there's a fuzzy definition on what the mind is. Like you know, the mind being your like personality that all the synapses yeah. firing make up. Yeah, it's it's almost like the or- organization of your brain is mm. is the mind rather than the physical organ itself. Right. Uh, and I mean, organization is in like a larger sense of how it is structured. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and no, I like that. But like, well, what I'm wondering is like, like, uh, why is there still this connection then after they're born? Like, is it like? I guess what I'm saying is that like, if I have a person. And I put mm-hmm. them in a room, and I put their demon in a different room, and right. I get one of them drunk, mm-hmm. and then the demon's drunk. What is the connection that forms there? Like, is it just like every... I mean, it could just be like every human being is just like a radio broadcaster. Radio broadcaster? What are they called? Transmitter? There you go. A transmitter. <laughs> yeah. And it's like beaming and, and out. Just their demon is the only one tuned into them. Well, yeah, for the same reason you're saying, like they share the organization of the brain. So, like the right. code that's being sent out by the person is going to be the the code that is received best by their demon. Yeah, like I like that explanation, like in concept. But I think I I I don't know if it would necessarily be. But I hate you personally. But um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, I don't know if it'd be radio waves specifically, but like, uh, I mean, it could be any kind of wave. some sort of like Sound unique microwave. sympathetic connection that like the two of you are tuned into each other exclusively. It could be radio waves. It could be some other kind of wave, some other sort of radiation. I don't know. No, I mean, that makes sense. How? Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I, cause, cause I think, and I think that this will be, if we, if we go to dust. So dust is kind of this, like, it's like, it's like the physical particle of consciousness. Okay. You might have to unpack that a little bit for me. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like, is it, as if, if intelligence had a property. If it would intelli- be dusty. It would be dusty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, like as, as, like, electricity has a fundamental particle, consciousness has a fundamental particle. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So, but I think that that works with our kind of idea of of that kind of sympathetic association between the two is that there seems to be maybe it's like a, a, a like a, a, an exchange of dust between the two, mm-hmm. or like almost like a okay. dust tether, dust right. tether. Mm-hmm. So this kind of like this line of communication between the two. But that is unaffected by, you know, things that don't interact with dust. So mm-hmm. I, I maybe mean, probably most things. Maybe they're like really small neutrons. Like, um, But that does. Yeah, that can make sense. It does kind of bring to question what is dust at that point then? So you're kind of moving, moving through this. Because I mean, like, I, I, yeah, it's it's obviously human skin and and. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, yeah. So like the the <laughs> the dust in the book, I could see like, I mean, it's a physical like actual it, thing it, we're talking about, right? It is, and it's like something that um, few people so it could can just see been it. like whatever that like elemental kind of particle is having like consolidated. And like gone through a phase change or something to like be a th- actual thing that is tangible. Hmm. Hmm. Like with with all these, you know, whatever what? sympathetic connection going around between two, like every living creature to another living creature, like, you know, whatever intersection or collisions that happen between them, just, you know, through happenstance. Like creates you know actual tangible touchable dust hmm I like the way you say dust <laughs> uh, I said it special that one time <laughs> I like the way you said it it was good all right I'll, I'll be sure to pronounce my use like that from now on Just uh, really draw them out what I'm so I get that. I, I but I think like there's got to be like consciousness is such a non-physical thing, right? Sure. Unlike electricity or 
matter or even forces. Like mm-hmm. how how would a particle even if we just be like, okay, this is the consciousness particle, how does it create consciousness? Is it is it is it something that just like Or is and, it like a product of consciousness? Huh. Hmm. I don't know. I think, uh, I think I think it shouldn't be a product of consciousness because then you would have to you still run into the same kind of issue as to why consciousness would create it. But I'm wondering if it is because um, we have this idea that dust is this like tether between a demon and a human. So mm-hmm. what if what if dust also is 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 this like information highway right so okay. it's it's something that kind of lubricates the transfer of information or like um yeah that's pretty much what it is that's what i'm thinking so like consciousness isn't so much uh something intangible as it is reaching a certain level of calculation reaching a certain level of uh of information ability to share and information ability to um like receive and transfer and things like that so like now like kind of like brain power so like once you get dust into a creature it becomes smarter through the through this kind of like lubrication of information that makes Mm. sense Okay, like, and I, I don't quite know how that would work. My guess is that it would be something like it works like a particle, like a sound, like like a gas particle does to sound, where like it can move through the media, and maybe the speed of the media, the Mach speed of dust, is just faster than mm-hmm. the Mach speed of, you know, light or something like that. Mm, you see, and like I was kind of thinking of it from like the opposite like direction where like the dust is the media that the consciousness is moving through oh i like Like, that that makes a bit more sense to me but i'm kind of intrigued by yours i just don't know how i'd make that explanation work no i i i think we should go with i like your idea the idea that it's like consciousness is like the deformation of the dust field right yes huh and so therefore hmm i i think that that's a good i think that that's a good explanation hey i got one you got one let me go but it's and it's the same kind of thing where like maybe the the dust I, I, and here I'm going to go take it one step further. Um, step, I don't know. If, step back, everyone. I, I don't know if I need to do this for what kind of how we do this podcast, but I think it's a cool <laughs> idea. Um, I think that the the dust field, instead of it being like a permanent deformation, is mm-hmm. like just temporary deformation. So it's like waves, and. Um, mm-hmm essentially you only emit 
like a certain frequency of consciousness that's picked up by your demon. And so essentially it's just like your demon and you have the same uh like oh like almost like you a got foyer. the same good vibes. Exactly. But it's like a foyer yeah. transform where you can they can undo the encryption that you've essentially put on your consciousness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense to me. Makes sense to me too. Yeah. Cool. Wow. I was. I, yeah. I, I felt pretty good about that. I feel like I yeah. think we should just sit here. Should maybe have another <laughs> just of whiskey. Bask in the afterglow of this for a little bit. Yeah, uh, this is probably the most existential episode we've ever had. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if we've really touched on um, existence generally. Really. Yeah. Have really. Ah. Uh, have we done like the teleporter death machines from oh, Star Trek? Oh, we've uh, it's for sure done them. I mean, anything like that's like that's 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 head waving one on one. We moved past that in first season. <laughs> we were like, yeah, okay, it kills you, but what come back out? Is it you? But what come back out? <laughs> but what come back out, dog? <laughs> Uh, That's a good point. What do you come <laughs> back out? Um, uh, so here's the thing. So now that we have dust, we can now kind of address the three, uh, let's call them elephants in the room. Okay. It's didn't just realize an idiom. There are three of them. It's are just they all just standing behind each other? Yeah. Well, no, they're standing on top of each other. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. I didn't look up. That's where I went. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you can only see one, obviously, because that's where your eye line is. Maybe two. Right. But it's the third one's up there. He's just very tall. <laughs> um, yeah. Elephants are like stormtroopers. Uh, <laughs> There's always more of them and they can't shoot. Well, I was going to say that they walk in single file to hide their numbers. So the single file is upwards instead of backwards. But that works, too. Well, it's also not the stormtroopers. That's the Jawas. No. That do the single file. Oh, is it? And it's not the Jawas. It's the sand people. It is the sand people. You're right. But it's, that's just pretty racist. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's not a good it name for It was a different a era, I guess. <laughs> You're right, you're right. The sand people walk single file to hide their numbers, and then it's right. the stormtroopers don't care. Because uh, there's a million of them anyway, and everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Hit the nail right on the head. Good. Anyway. <laughs> We're two for two. Yeah, <laughs> just knocking these down. Doesn't, doesn't even need to be in the same universe. Stormtroopers. <laughs> dust. So each each book is named after a specific uh, item that can interact with dust. Um, okay. So the first one is the golden compass, which is mm-hmm. a uh, device which I will try and pronounce correctly. Uh, that's I think it's not pronounced compass. <laughs> it's well, no. So it's it's pronounced an alethiometer. It is not okay. actually a compass. Is it a lethiometer is, or an alethiometer? 
uh, probably an alethiometer. Yeah. But I feel like you could go either owner. Either or. Yeah, probably. Uh, it is a, it is a, uh, series of clock hands and a swift, a series of symbols, and each clock hand will point to symbols depending on the question you ask the golden compass and it'll always okay. tell you the truth um <clears throat> does that make sense did I, did I describe that correctly i think i described it pretty uh, well i mean i don't but... know if you described it correctly but it makes sense you ask it a thing and it like points I, to images yeah, to answer the question and i already have an idea for it where it just like probes that like dust field and like gets a like averages out all of the like different communications going between people and demons i that's a a cool idea i like that idea a lot i don't know how correct the idea is if you're asking it a question it like gives you an objective truth or if it's or if it can give you the subjective well, truth that is just averaged out from like the dust field. So here's the thing. And I, this is where I thought you were going with it because it doesn't give you <laughs> words. It just gives you pictures. Oh, well, I mean, there's like a chart they can use to decipher it. Uh, I mean, kind of, but like sometimes it, not so much. Like what All does right, the well, Apple someone mean? lost the manual. That's fine. <laughs> and then you have to interpret it. And there's only 36 symbols to encompass all truth in the universe right so here's what i'm thinking and i thought this is where you were going with it it's just barnum statements it just it just says the yeah, most no, probabilistic like, uh-huh. and lets you fill in the, the, the rest of it well i mean essentially like yeah right like this is the general vibe of how people feel around you and that is the truth for you in that place at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and it, it, and I would actually go. So more like Bayesian reasoning than Barnum statements, I guess. I mean, they're pretty. Well, what I'm saying is that I think that, that the person fills in their interpretation of. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think so it's, I guess a combination it's kind of a combination of it. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much it's, it's a psychic. It's what it is. It's a modern day current psychic. <laughs> right. Except like it's actually working with some kind of information and not just making it up. Yeah. 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 It's exactly what it is. But I don't even think it has to like actually give you information. Like if it, if you ask it a question or like pose your like conscious thought to it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. through your dust right. connection. And then it, I think all it would do is just like, look at the, look at the dust field and be like, what is the, like, what is the general vibe that people have about this thing? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it associated with this or associated with that? And so Mm -hmm. it it takes that kind of idea of a Bayesian where it's like, this is probably something that would get me a good interpretation. Right. Yeah. I think that's what Mm -hmm. it is. And that's just... Um, you know, that's just me being cynical. <laughs> well, that's also the first thing I thought of too. So you're not alone, at least. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I like, uh, I like things like this because they are like so obviously 
<laughs> like it's just your interpretation, dude. Don't read into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not helping you. Uh, anyway, so we got the golden compass down. The second one mm-hmm. is an object called the subtle knife. It's the second one. Okay. Now the subtle knife is a blade that is so fine. It's a knife that's so fine that it can slice between the fabric of worlds. And this is when we get the transfer between the multiverses and Will Perry and Lyra Silverstone, and they like they fall in love okay. or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like maybe romance subplot. Who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah, I read somewhere on this wiki that they kiss at some point. So it's spicy. Mm. Um, what is happening? Okay, sorry, it's windy and my apartment is falling over. <laughs> it's probably fine. So it's, it's a, a knife that cuts between, like, dimensions? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, dimensions in the sense of, like, worlds of like it's not like you're going into a two-dimensional world right it's it's more like oh here's a parallel universe right that Mm -hmm. is exactly like my universe except oh well except dusty yeah (laughs) except less dusty or more dusty (laughs) depending depending on on who's going where yeah that's actually a pretty accurate uh pretty accurate description (laughs) Um, hmm. But I, I, I think, mean, mm-hmm. now I'm just trying to remember the Super Mario 64 parallel universes meme, and I don't know it well enough to make the joke here. But let it be known. <laughs> that, that's I what I was trying to do. If I could. Yeah. Here, here you go, listener. Go look up that meme, find out what it is, and have your own interpretation of what that. What Jeff was going to yeah, say. Yeah, get, get real deep into Super Mario 64 speedrunning tech. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then re-listen to the episode and then say to yourself in that moment what, <laughs> what Jeff that was joke going would to be. Say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and isn't that, isn't that a good joke? Jeff did a good job. Everybody loves Jeff's job. Yeah, it's good that you're acknowledging it now the first time and not punching in an edit later <laughs> <laughs> with like completely different audio quality yeah i know i got you <laughs> listen sometimes i'm lazy and my audio quality when i'm recording alone after editing is a lot better than the audio quality when <laughs> i'm not right no that's fair anyway Knife. Thin enough to cut through the fabric of reality. Right. Uh, so it's got to be like half an atom wide at the edge. Is that it? Oh, so if it was half an atom, I mean, it, that depends on the size of the atom. It would be a real dangerous knife. It would be a very dangerous knife. But like, it could then like, are you saying like if it was half an atom wide, that it would like cut through nuclei? <laughs> Like, I mean, I guess like it's a not a good explanation. <laughs> but it's the one I have. I mean, 
but like, I'm yeah, trying what if to it give just gets... you something to work with. What like, I mean, gets... if it's it's got to be like a really <laughs> fine knife, or maybe it's just a fine knife in a different way, and it looks really dull. <laughs> like, did you say it looks really dull, or it looks really dope? Looks well. I said really dull, but we can do both. <laughs> it's just it's just a fine knife, like mm, that knife. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that knife, man. It's all about that knife. Subtle knife, man. Subtle knife's <laughs> fine. So you get it. Nice at the club. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm, I'm lost. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, no, I got nothing on this one, so bud. Th- the um, thing, <laughs> I, I'm thinking, like, if... If you had something that was like so, so, it, it made in such a way that it could interact with this dust field. Is there something with that? I mean, is the knife just one way? Like, do we have a dust field here in our human, human world? <laughs> human world? Normal man? Um, yeah. I think we do. But it's just, like, less pervasive. It's just weaker here. Okay. It's like they live on a neutron star and we live on a moon. In terms of gravity being like dust. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I understand that a neutron star is a lot less dusty than a moon. (laughs) And yes, that would have made it a very good joke. If I was just like, oh, here's a dusty place, like, I don't know, a desert, and they live in a place that's not dusty, like the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) But I didn't think Uh, of that joke until I got too far into the joke. (laughs) I got no response back. Anyway. Um, So it's just some, so it's able to cut through that field you're saying? Yeah. Well, but what? Maybe it's just energy. Maybe it's just so. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's so small it can cut through the atoms, and that nuclear fission is enough energy to just like rip a hole through space and time, right? <laughs> and kill everyone. <laughs> <in> the air. <laughs> well, you know, it's got like its own thing where it is taking on that energy and using it to like create the portal right i like that idea a lot actually like as in like it has a way of like harvesting that nuclear energy so the fission instead of like going out like a nuclear bomb it is absorbed somehow into the knife yes through you know maybe some like hypothetical metal right could exist right um I I like that idea, and I like that idea for this reason, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the knife the knife is double-edged, right? Um, you don't know that, but I don't know. Could I'm going to tell you that right now. It's a stabbing it's knife. Okay. As, as you can see that I'm holding my hand like, as if it were a double-edged, double-edged blade. Double-edged blade. Um, right. And so, like, as you're cutting through with the, like, bottom side... Um, it's splitting atoms, it's generating energy. And then I think it's, it's traveling through the knife, right? 
And then it comes mm-hmm. to the other point, which is equally as fine. And so you're focusing all that energy in, a, in, in an incredibly small space. Right. right? And mm-hmm. that is what creates the, the tear. So the tear isn't actually being cut. It's actually being generated off the back end of the knife. Okay. And, and it's just that like, that. that like intense focus of energy that's just like essentially creating like a black hole or a wormhole. Because it's just it's just so much mass, so much right. warping of space time right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I like, like that. that's as close as we're gonna get. Uh, yeah, um, and I think that 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 right there, that explanation should go in my like Hall of Fame <laughs> in your fourth <laughs> fanfic uh, of the Philip Pullman. <laughs> yeah, of the book I've never read. <laughs> 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 it hasn't stopped anyone else from writing fanfic. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's that's that's accurate. Yeah. Listen, fanfic not always good. I I don't know but if you even guys when do it's this. not, it is. <laughs> Just in a different way. Uh, so the last the last one is um, a lot more boring. Um, it's called <laughs> the Amber Spyglass. Uh huh. It, it, the amber spyglass is a uh, it is created from this like resin of uh, it was weird hold on a second I gotta actually refine it's it created it is- from resin made from dust <laughs> with amber lenses hey, actually that's are you reading that because that no i'm making it up as i go (laughs) how close am i uh i wish i could remember but i honestly cannot find it's where i had it down (laughs) just so many tabs i got so many tabs too many tabs seven tabs uh more than that all right Uh, eight whatever but it's like essentially it's a way of seeing one second the further it suspects a of sap lacquer sorry liqueur lacquer lacquer that's the word not liqueur (laughs) (laughs) uh that allows her to see dust so it's a um this this lacquer is created uh from these seed pods uh that are used as wheels by elephant teach creatures who call themselves Malefa, um, and it allows them to her to see dust. Man, like things were kind of making sense, and then yeah, this just, just threw a whole wrench into everything. I, and I think the Amber Spyglass is pretty much universally regarded as the book where it went off the rails. Uh, it sounds knife, like it. Subtle Knife goes off the rails a little bit, and then this one they're like, oh, and now they're like constantly jumping through universes and all this stuff. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So how? So it just I, lets you see the dust field. Is but I like I like the way you have it. Yeah, it all, it's all. That's why it's really boring. But I like your explanation <laughs> for it that you are that you got even without even knowing what it was. Is that it's just essentially impregnated, like glass impregnated with dust. Yeah. So that you can see it get interacted with, and it allows you to see. The- yeah, it's basically like just kind of polarized the the lenses with dust. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Polarizing. I guess that works. Yeah. I think it's just more of like, um, like as if, uh, like an electron microscope where you essentially are seeing like an electron beam rather than actual light. But you're just mm, seeing the electron okay, yeah, being, yeah. being converted into light. Yeah. Because you your eye still needs to see light. Right. Yeah. Needy eyes. And needy eyes. Always needing the light to see. God. <laughs> so you shake your fist at the sky. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, well, it's better if I did than shaking my fist at my eye. Because that's called punching myself in the face. That is true. You should get used to just brandishing your fist at your face, at your eye. There you go. Involves Stop. less punching. I'm going to knock you right in the eye. <laughs> I'm Simon like, says to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad we have these moments. I, sometimes I feel like, what if we're giving our viewers too much to pay attention to? <laughs> what if we were too intellectual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what if we should just like give like little little moments where just really nothing happens <laughs> and you could just like tune out and you could be like oh i missed the last five minutes what are they talking about nothing oh important. probably nothing don't worry about <laughs> it <laughs> anyway ooh, i knocked my contact out uh you should i'm telling you you gotta brandish <laughs> your fist not use it well but but it's it doesn't help i gotta like my, my eyes don't understand, okay, if I just branch it. They gotta feel the hurt. Right. No, I get you. They gotta feel something. It's hard. And they can't when I brandish them. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You gotta make contact. You gotta get that right there. Like. <laughs> that, that's the noise your punches make. Yes. Yes. <laughs> your when fists I- are bubbles. Well, yeah, when I'm in Kempo class, it's a riot. <laughs> uh, oh, good. <laughs> Calm down, you only have so much fist, Simon. Anyway. Uh, so now, uh, I, we're going to get into... Um, the deep stuff. Yeah, weird stuff. So there's something called an intention craft, which is um, a device that's powered by the intention of the controller. It's and the point demon. of view gun. Is that What's what it is? The point of hey, hey from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> wow, that was that something that I have not thought about in far too long. <laughs> I think about it far too often. It, they, they, the the point of view gun is the gun that's underneath the supercomputer, right? I think so. Yeah, that's right. Because then uh, they give it to uh, is Morton or uh, the, I think everyone the, got a hand on it at some point. Well, but the that's how they like that's how they beat the that's how they survive is they give it to the guy who's really sad to Marvin the Marvin. depressed robot. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just edged, now that I, we've tangented into uh, what I think is going to be our next episode. 
I mean, uh, I would totally be willing to do Enter's Guide to the Galaxy. It, that is going to be a tough episode. That's, that's yeah. Hard. That is like, <laughs> oh, that is already as if someone had taken the ideas from our podcast and decided to write a book about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, actually, that's a really good explanation. Because, <laughs> like, all of it is supposed to be just like, like, yeah, it just works, man. Yeah, they're just insanely bad poets. <laughs> I have a better description of our podcast now. Which is if every, if every book... No, if Douglas Adams Galaxy. was two idiots. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's good. Uh... Anyway, so the intention craft. How does it right. work? What's it do? Like, uh, I, I, that, that one's definitely on me. I interrupted you <laughs> when you were getting this. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a flying machine. Uh, it has no engine or wings. Uh, it has six <sighs> bug-like legs. Uh, Is it like whoever the one species is in warhammer goblins or orcs or something where it works because they think it does uh i mean i think that's everyone in warhammer which is stuff works because you pray to the gods that it does you, you rub holy oil on it no i think that's humans i think orcs are actually like their guns can't work but <laughs> because they think believing. it does they do and their cars go faster when they're painted red. Just weird stuff like that. Uh, uh, I could be making all this up. I don't yeah, know. I've never played be. it. I don't have the money to play that game. Yeah, I played it for a very short amount of time. Um, <laughs> and then so, ran out of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. The, the joke is it's called Warhammer 40k because that's how much it costs to play it. <laughs> yep. And because nobody plays regular Warhammer because it's less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it's it's I, I don't know what else i can explain about you this it's a it's a machine that can fly but that is powered right. by the intentions of its controller and their demon what else okay. do you i mean what how it works can I have a schematic? Like, is it just like you plug in your it's, your vibes? It's so, there's a helmet, okay, that's connected to a string to the cockpit ceiling. Ceiling? Okay. Do cockpits have whatever the top of the cockpit is called? <laughs> 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 and, and you put it on your head. It's a leather helmet. Okay. Uh, and it has a leather... Uh, is there also another leather helmet that goes mm, on your demon's nah. head? Nah, you grab onto these leather-wrapped mechanisms. And, uh... Handles. And then, Got it. Yeah, and then it you can it goes. <laughs> you say, I want you to go, and it goes. You don't have to so say it. You just have to think it. You just have to think, I want this machine to work, and it works. So it just taps into your... The, the what's it? Your consciousness. Okay, so now... Like, it needs... Okay. It has, like, probes inside the helmet that can read the dust field. Ooh, ooh cool But idea. it has to be, like, a, a near-field thing to have, like, yeah, that level of control talking. before it radiates too much out. 
You could eat it, pal. That, I don't know. Is that good? What do you got? <laughs> I got... So, we were talking about Dust having these, like, waves. I, I say we. I think we all think <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, got it. Yeah, we. You know, uh, this the opposite of royal we. The specific we. Uh... <laughs> So uh, we were uh, uh, we were talking about dust having these like waves in it, uh-huh. and we were talking about the amber spyglass having these like if you embed dust into glass, you can like uh-huh. see like it, it would glow and it would allow you to see dust. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, what if the in, in, this intention craft um, is is it takes those vibrations that are created by the waves of your dust and essentially transmits it to like. Uh, like a force, like a, or like a, like a puff of air, or like something like that. Like, like, is that not literally what I just said? I think it is, but I wanted to tie it <laughs> together to what we had before. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it's good to to actually tie it together, so you can remind the listeners what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, well, I also like creating wholly encapsulated worlds rather than like disparate things that are unconnected. But I, I think like. Like, that's a really cool idea. Like someone's like, "Oh, here's like a sound wave, essentially." Yeah. But in a different medium. How? If, but if we we can use that same medium to transfer it back into something that we can use, and right. essentially it's like little puffs of energy that just mm-hmm. kind of keep it up in the air. And so you're it's it's operating entirely with your own consciousness. Right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, just, it's just really cool. I just yeah. or not. Yeah, not necessarily operated by, but like powered by it. Yeah, well, it's also controlled by your. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I think it makes I sense think, as much as it's going to. Yeah, I think we've created a, a, a wholly cool world uh, yeah. that was already created, <laughs> but poorly <laughs> described and defined, and that's what yeah. we're here for. That's what we're here. We're just we're described, defined. That's what our little badges say. <laughs> we have little sheriff badges. Yeah, each of us is one. You have to guess which is which. I think they. I think they know which one is described and defined. <laughs> which one? Which which of us needs definition? Uh, I mean. I think I'm the one defining things. You're describing yeah. how to define them. Exactly. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was referring to. Yeah. Because I am. I I live in a gray world with gray people and gray things. That sounds like an exciting place. <laughs> I it's, it's better than the black and white world, my friend. Better than the black and white world. Maybe. Um. You want to do one more, or do you want to give up? Well, I mean, if you're going to put it like that, <laughs> uh, I can so, give another one a crack. <laughs> so there's a, such a thing is called a resonator. Um, okay. uh, a resonator is called an iode stone, or sorry, a lodestone. That is a lowercase l, not an uppercase <laughs> i. <laughs> It is a. I was like, oh man, it's such a cool name. It's a lodestone resonator. Um, mm-hmm. It is a communication device uh, used by a very specific uh, uh, world, multiverse world. Um, and it allows them to communicate uh, 
it is essentially just like a piece of oh but we've oh wait a second we've um uh we've explained this okay so here's the thing it's as it's a short piece of wood uh that essentially like vibrates um it has like stones along the inside of it and it vibrates okay um, but like i'm realizing wood. what like just wood. like wood just, you know yeah just like wood oh my gosh look at that it's like wood it's vibrating <laughs> um, but i'm realizing that like if if our interpretation of dust is already this like pulse of waves mm-hmm. that uh, maybe all of the this lodestone resonator does is transfer your waves into waves that can be received by a different resonator Right. Yeah. So it's and that's it's like a bunch of tuning forks, but for dust. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I was going to say when you said lodestone resonator. I'm like, this is probably going to be where I go. So yeah. Well, I like okay, it. Fine. No. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, we we're no, on the same no, wavelength. No, it's it. like no, it's like I'm uh, your demon. Apparently, they work by quantum entanglement. By the way, if you're my demon. Why did yeah. you help me out before, man? <laughs> I was always there helping Simon. Well, should have done a better job. Well, I mean, it's tough, you know? Is it? You tell me. Uh, but it works through quantum entanglement, which uh, to me just um, is Is stupid. dust by a different name? Is dust by a different name? No, no. I think I think the way what they mean by quantum entanglement is um, that they are two identical. They're essentially copies of the same thing, right? Um, and so they have to they have the exact same dust properties, right? And that's how they can send and receive. Dust. Yeah, makes sense. Of course. Got it. Yeah, it's like easy it's like peasy. If, if you made a complete copy of a tuning fork and hit it, you'd be able to, to make the other tuning fork also vibrate. Yes. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, you got it. I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it understandable for the layman. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh, okay. But that's, that's all I had. Um, that's, All right. I mean, yeah. that's good. That's a lot. I think so, too. Yeah. I think we did it. We could finally knock this off of our list of episodes that we should do. Because I we <laughs> and put a new idea <laughs> up on the list of episodes to do. Maybe not, because that is a pretty long list of ideas. It's just the fact that we don't <laughs> know enough about most of them. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is up there. Is it already on there? I believe so. Well, dang, look at us go. I pretty much went to my bookshop and was like, yep, yeah, this one and this one. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Uh, well, thank you for listening to us, uh, listener. Uh, whoever your name yeah, is. Maybe we, your name we enjoyed is having Jamal. you. Maybe your name is, I don't know, Zalfu or I don't know. Could even be Kevin. Could be Kevin. Or <laughs> Tiffany. This yes. women can be women can be listeners too. 
Well, I was yes. trying to run through a list of like women's names of people like that aren't people that I know. Like Tiffany. I don't know a single Tiffany. I don't think I do either. I don't think anyone nope, is named. False, I do. Uh, oh, well, well, that's fine. I, I'm not the one who said it. It's a different Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that Tiffany. That Tiffany doesn't listen to our show, Tiffany. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's because she's not your real friend, Jeff. That's also true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, so we're on the internet. I you don't know who this <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can find us on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're on pedanticandwavium.com. We're also on the YouTubes at yep. something. What is it? Pedantic uh, and Wavium? Probably. We're on the Twitter at, what's that one? P Handwavium? Yep. Uh, that's it. If you lean out your window and yell real loud, uh, a show suggestion that'll get back to us also. I mean, well, yeah, you can also find but it'll our take emails. Longer. You can find our emails on our email, uh, on our website and you can also find us on all podcatcher apps. Yeah. Um, so send us show suggestions on those if you want, or just, yeah, or- you know, say hi. Yeah, we're just two cool guys. Yeah, Yeah. Jeff's the one who reads them, so. That's true, I do. He gets a lot of spam. (laughs) Uh, It is a lot of spam. Uh, (laughs) But there's some, some, like, nice little tasty nuggets in there from time to time. A nice little, mm, mm, like, mm, a little amuse-bouche. Yep. Um, That's what what Jeff calls our listeners. Calls them (laughs) amuse-bouches. Bouches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, that's well, awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can like and subscribe to us. That's always very very good. Uh, you can leave a comment on YouTube. No, or sorry, iTunes or YouTube. Uh, <laughs> you can do them on both of them. Uh, there's a very there's a specific episode that I'd like you to leave an episode to, and I think you'll know when you look through the ratings of our episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that got ratioed into oblivion. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's still. I mean, I guess YouTube took off the 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 dislike. Oh, button. that's right. They got rid of the dislikes. We're back so to zero. Just, yeah, yeah, yep. That episode <laughs> back to zero. Uh, yeah, but you can like leave us uh, like uh, ratings and reviews always help us on iTunes. No one knows how iTunes works, um, so <laughs> it's primarily it, because we never looked into how it works. I, I don't even think I don't even, like most podcasters don't know how itunes work like oh do do reviews help no one knows do like comments <laughs> help no one knows right so just so in just case it does take a take a swing maybe it will yeah yeah just you know <clears throat> shoot for the benches and and if you don't like it let us know what we can do to change it maybe it's audio quality that's a comment i've gotten a lot from people who are my friends and who i know <laughs> who have unabashedly come up to me and said your audio quality is bad and that's all they said. No I constructive bet, yeah. criticism. I they just wanted to, to break it's, you down. That's not true. Chase was very nice. He was very helpful. It is his job to do this kind of thing. So that's why our audio quality is now suddenly 100% better. 
Because <laughs> in exchange right. for fixing his fan, he taught me how to clean up audio. Oh, that is nice. Mm-hmm. It was very nice of him. All right. I think right. that's it. Yeah. So thank you, Chase, for fixing our audio. Thank you to Joe Sopchak for the theme music. Oh, yeah. Joseph. And, uh, good old Joseph Sopchak. Yeah, that's it. You, you're, you're right. You, or yeah, I guess you say, you copy his name pretty much every other week. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, I think that's it. We had yeah. a... Had a good episode. We're looking forward to the next one. Sorry for uh, like missing an episode. Time happened, uh, I guess. I yeah, wasn't I, there for it. I think if we keep doing this into the future, I think you just assume that Christmas is a no-go for me and Jeff because uh, I am with my family, which means that there isn't a second of peace or quiet. <laughs> um. And I am not with my family, which means it's all peace and quiet, and I am just reveling in it <laughs> he's just sitting there being like well i don't have to do anything i do have to go to work <laughs> yeah that but i work from home so it's still all peace and quiet it's all good that's true sure just me cursing at everyone i know <laughs> and people misspelling his name and <laughs> no that's my alter eagle eagle ego <laughs> alter eagle <laughs> That is a very good eagle noise. Uh, my favorite part is like all of that eagle noise is blown out, and none, like either none of it got picked up by your mic, or Discord was just like, you know what? No, we're not sending it. <laughs> just like, nope, no, it got picked up by my mic. I, I blew out my mic. <laughs> It'll be interesting uh, what it what it sounds like. Well, I look forward to getting the text from you when you hit that part when you're editing after you forget about it. (laughs) And being like, I'm a fucking... you have to buy new headphones because you blew out the speakers in yours. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, I normalize it before I edit it, so maybe it'll be good. I learned that from Chase. (laughs) All right, and that's it. That's us. Uh, yeah. we'll catch you in a couple of weeks, probably. Assuming time doesn't happen again like it used to. Yeah, time is uh, weird. Yeah, it's, I can't wrap my head around it most of the time. Yeah, but we will catch you eventually. <laughs> Listener, good night. We love you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.